All right. People always say, how do you do three hours with no guests? Crying out loud. Three hours is nowhere near enough. Once I get going, it's hard to quit. But we are in the last hour of today's show. Um, my name is Darren Chapel. I'm filling in for Nick Reed, who took the day off, and I'm thrilled to be able to do so. We've been talking about the ballot issues. We got a text in that said, uh, if you don't know what you're voting for, don't vote. And <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I mean, if you don't know, you you should probably keep quiet. I, the only thing is, crying out loud, there's no reason not to know. <laughs> you know, I mean, <clears throat> there's tons of information out there. I know Nick's covered all of these issues. I covered them this morning. They're on the podcast. Uh, or will be, and if if you if you don't know what's going on, um, that's your fault, right? I mean, that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with our constitutional republic. Is that again, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You've got to you've got to um, inform yourselves, and then and then have that information expressed. So that that that's that's a good point. I I totally agree. However, get educated, crying out loud. What in the world? All right, we got to take a uh, quick break. Uh, let, let, let Jason tell us what's going on in the world around us. And here's Jason Rima. And the first alert forecast today, it's going to be sunny with a high near 73. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of 49. On Wednesday, sunny with a high near 73, but wind chill of 48. On Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 75. And on Friday, partly sunny with a slight chance of rain, high of 75. Currently in Springfield, it is sunny and 44. And real quick, I want to do a PSA announcement from my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Right now is the perfect time to check your gutters. Make sure to clean those out. Make sure to get all of those little helicopter things that spin down get all of those leaves what are those called are they called little helicopters yeah i'm pretty sure that's scientific you, you know what name. i'm talking about <laughs> i now for those who aren't watching on facebook live i'm doing this wild crazy thing with uh with my finger there doing a little helicopter movement but needless to say uh definitely clean out your gutters and of course as always if you are looking for a roofing company look no further than my friends over at the pyramid roofing company especially as we move into that colder weather and uh, it gets a little bit more rainy and you want to make sure that your roof is going to be performing for you as we get that colder weather now of course you can call the pyramid roofing company they can come out give you that free estimate get on your roof see exactly what is going on and they can get you on their schedule now you can find all of the contact information for josh and the pyramid roofing company that's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the sarah's endorsements tab there you go Got to get rid of those helicopter thingies. I'm going to look up what those are called. <laughs> it's a seed pod of, I think they're maples. But Whatever, I'm not, they're, I'm not they're sure. helicopters. <laughs> See, that's why you listen to KSGF, so that you can get the real information, <laughs> the real scoop on what's, on what's important in life. <clears throat> helicopter thingies. <laughs> right after I just got t- talking about being informed. She gives you that. That's terrific. Samara? Uh, who knows? I think they're pronounced Samaras, Samaras? Huh. Something like that. Uh, but that's the actual official word for them. More commonly referred to as, quote, helicopters, whirlies, twirlies, or whirly jigs. 
There you go. There you go. You get <laughs> you can go to the internet and find exactly what you already believe to be true at any given moment. So that's good. Um, <laughs> that's not a microcosm with what's wrong with society. I don't know what is. Um, so Paul Pelosi. <laughs> this guy. First of all. Again, I, I'm not a drinker, but I can totally understand wanting to be if you're married to Nancy Pelosi, I guess. You know, so I mean, I I have a hard time piling on this guy, given what he's already having to endure. Um, but, you know, he, he was he was arrested a while back for DWI. And at the beginning, it looked like, you know, it was going to be swept under the carpet and there was no not going to be any ramifications. And then then there actually were some. And and, and that's good. I mean, nobody should be allowed to be um, living above the law, regardless of who they are, or who their spouse may be. But this story about him being attacked causes all kinds of questions. Let me start off by saying no one, I don't care what your political ideology is, I don't care how obnoxious you may be, I don't care how dumb you may be, no one deserves to be attacked physically simply because you disagree with me or I disagree with you. There, there, there's, there's zero room for violence in a civilized society, period, end of story. I don't care which side of the political spectrum it is upon which you find yourself. No one should suffer such things. Now, I do think it's interesting that now this event has allowed many on the left and in the media, the the, the mainstream media, to say that this is an example of uh, MAGA Republicanism and Trumpism run amok. And these kinds of uh, physical attacks are evidence that the Trump supporters of the United States have gone completely off the deep end. And it's all President Trump's fault that Paul Pelosi was attacked. Uh, I don't remember the same statements being made the other way when Rand Paul was attacked on his own property. I don't remember when Steve Scalise was shot at a softball game in Washington, D.C., that the same statements were made the other way. When Lee Zellin was uh, was attacked just recently on on a uh, campaign stop, a guy stood up, got up on the stage and and attacked him with a knife. I I don't remember anybody saying this is evidence of... You know, leftist ideology run amok and, and, and these politicians that espouse at AOC and Bernie, they're to blame. I don't remember any of that. In fact, I remember exactly the opposite being said. Um, uh, when the justices were, were doxxed um, where they lived and, and threatened uh, over the Roe case decision, um, Dobbs overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, I don't. I don't remember any of that being evidence of political ideology run amok and and a threat and a danger to our society. But Paul Pelosi got attacked, and now we're t- being told that it's Trump's fault. Well, look, that's that's dumb, but. Uh, it's being utilized because the midterms are coming up next week and the Democrats are about to lose all across the country. Um, the Republicans are almost certainly going to take over the House of Representatives in Washington and may very well take over the Senate as well, 
We may we may see a shift in both houses of Congress toward the Republican Party. Here in the state of Missouri, we're, we we are we are set up to where we may see the largest majority of Republicans in the House of Representatives in the history of the state, um, a super super majority, and that's encouraging. I, I do want to say we've had a Republican majority for 20 years. We've never had a conservative majority, however, and we still got a lot of work to do to have good quality conservative constitutionalists uh, run for office and be elected before we're going to be able to fix a lot of the problems that we see. But nevertheless, the Democrats are running scared and anything upon which they can hang any shred of hope they're going to utilize. And this Paul Pelosi issue is is one such instance. Um, the case itself is weird, but so are the people involved. And so that's just the way that works. You don't, you don't have non-weird people involved in weird stuff as a general rule. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but the deeper underlying issues that are not being discussed, we're going to talk about that when we come back after this break. (laughs) And here I thought the helicopter thingies was the extent of your uh, gestational uh, not gestational that's pregnancy uh your gesturing (laughs) had two cups of coffee i'm awake now yeah she's in here jamming (laughs) whatever um (laughs) gestational what a moron at any rate um we were talking about paul pelosi and we got a text in somebody was asking is there any truth to the to the story to the insinuation that this attacker quote unquote was actually a prostitute that uh, mr pelosi had um, invited over uh, who knows crying out loud i mean i i don't i don't know whether that's true or not i i wouldn't i i personally don't don't engage in 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 suppositions i mean if you if you were one to have a male prostitute over to the house i'm thinking san francisco is is a good place to be i mean uh, it's what we would call in the field artillery a target rich environment there's there's a few options to be had but i don't have any evidence that uh, paul pelosi is homosexual or or engages in those activities in any way i mean i just i don't know um but it's weird I don't know how somebody breaks into your house at 2.30 in the morning wearing nothing but underwear, which is dressed up for this guy because apparently he's a nudist advocate and has been arrested many times uh, protesting in front of City Hall completely naked. So he was he did dress up. You got to give him that. He wore underwear uh, to the house and he had a hammer, which is a weird thing to take with you when you're when you're. Uh, going to break in um apparently the pelosi's have i've seen the number of six uh security dogs there at the house uh obviously a security system is in place of some sort i, I don't the the spouse of the speaker of the house is not uh, allowed to have constant secret service protection but the speaker herself is because she's in line to the presidency uh, which is scary as I'll get out. But nevertheless, um, there there likely would not have been Secret Service there at the house, but some security, surely. And then you've got this guy who's just a complete and total mental reject who just walks in in his underwear with a hammer. 
And then you've got the 911 call and uh, Mr. Pelosi says he doesn't know who the guy is, but then he says he's a friend and, and the media portrays that that's some sort of code that the um, 911 operator would thereby be able to recognize that this is a real problem. I would think, I don't know the guy, and he broke in, and he's standing here in his underwear holding a hammer, would be a pretty good indicator that there's an issue without having to throw in the he's a friend uh, comment or he says he's a friend comment. I, I don't know. I It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It, it really doesn't. Um, and then there's a lot made that, that Mr. Pelosi was also in his underwear. Well, it's 2.30. I mean, crying out loud, 2.30 in the morning. I, but apparently they both had hammers and... It's just weird. I have no idea what actually happened. I doubt we'll ever know what actually happened. But none of it makes sense. I do know that. None of it makes sense. But again, weird people have weird ways, and I I don't know what to do with that. But what's not being discussed in this context is the root cause of this and so many other issues. And that is the total lack of handling of mental health issues in so many parts of this country. Now, I know there are people that'll, that that they want to throw a lot of money at the problem and they want to create a lot of programs and they, all that. I, I get that. I, I don't know that that's the case. When I was preaching in Dayton, Ohio... Uh, we lived in a house right next door to the church building, my wife and kids and I. And there were people who were uh, camped out, you know, just hobos, uh, camped out um, at the church building. Um, and <clears throat> there was a basement. And so the steps that led down to the basement, that those steps were covered. <clears throat> and these, these two people were down there and they were they were camped out. And, you know, I you never know in Dayton, Ohio, crying out loud, you have no idea. You think Springfield's bad. Uh, you have no idea. So I called the cops, you know, because I don't want to go down there and get shot. But uh, I called the cops. They came over there and they, they roused them out. And, and uh, you know, I asked them, I said, hey, do they need help? You know, we're, 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 we're the church. We, we want to help people who need help. Do they need a place to stay? Do they need some food? Do they need? And he said, no, no, they don't, they don't want any help. They're not looking for anything. They just like living this way. That's what they told the cops. They just, it was a young guy and a young girl. Um, you know, they were in their early twenties. If I was that little girl's daddy, I'd have been furious, but she was with this guy and they just, they just wandered around aimlessly and uh, got food where they could, found dry places to sleep where they could. And that was, you know, they, they used their drugs and they would, but that's how they wanted to live. Well, you have the right to be that way, I guess, but there are underlying problems that cause people to want to do that. Normal, rational human beings don't want to be homeless and uh, destitute. There's a problem. But we don't address it. I've got some historical information for you. We're going to talk about this uh, a little bit more in depth when we come back right after these messages here on KSGF. All right. So we are back and we're talking about um, 
the Paul Pelosi incident, but in the larger, more important context of mental health in America and how it is that we do and do not deal with it. So there, there was a time in this country when people who their fault, nobody's fault, no fault to be had, doesn't make any difference. But if you were a threat to society, they locked you up. You didn't even have to violate the law per se, but if you were a threat to yourself or someone else, they would put you in a mental institution and that's where you were going to stay. And all sorts of families did this. The the the, the Kennedys had a daughter that they put into one of these places. They even had her lobotomized, which you know, the science of the day said would fix her, but of course it didn't. It was just it was awful. And they didn't talk about her. But, you know, she was she was part of that mentality of the day that if someone simply cannot, will not fit into society writ large, you're going to you institutionalize them. And that's the end of it. If you've never seen the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, that's a classic example of what the the policies brought about. And I'm not advocating for it at all. I'm just simply saying there was a time when people were not allowed to be out in the streets imposing harm or the threat of harm upon everyday citizens. And in the 1970s, under the Carter administration, these institutions, state hospitals all across the country, were shut down. Now... The reason why that was was because our sensibilities changed about how people ought to be treated, and there were specific examples of terrible abuse, specifically in New York, uh, where individuals were being just brutalized by people who were charged with providing them basic humanitarian care in these institutions. And they were sexually assaulted, they were physically assaulted, they were starved, they were over-medicated to the point of being just, just, you know, one step above being comatose. And when these things came to light in the news, um, the reaction was very strong. And so these state institutions were emptied out and people were just let loose. And the freedom-liberty side says, absolutely, that's the way it ought to be. But... The consequences of that was these individuals who are mentally disabled might be able to function in society if they take their medication in many instances, but these are the same people who very often refuse to take their medication. It's an issue that perpetuates itself because of the disease. How do we deal with that? That's where a lot of alcoholism, drug abuse, that's where that comes from because individuals are trying to self-medicate rather than take medicine that would help them to become more rational. And homelessness and panhandling, not to mention the crime we see in Philadelphia, crying out loud, Minneapolis, New York, it's horrible. We're going to talk a little bit more about this when we come back. We've got to take another quick break here on KSGF. 
The first alert forecast today, it's sunny with a high near 73. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of 49. On Wednesday, sunny with a high of 73, but wind chill of 48. On Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 75. And on Friday, partly sunny with a slight chance of rain, a high of 75. Currently in Springfield, it is sunny and 46. So we were talking off the air, and 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 Sarah, how old are you, Sarah? I'm 26. Yeah. See, you're you and my youngest kid are about the same age, and um, it's hard for people that are really very much younger than me to understand how different society is from what it once was. You know, we we had individuals that didn't want to work and didn't. You know, we called them hobos. Right or tramps? That's the <laughs> one of my all-time favorite deals. I was uh, I was having lunch with the mayor in Chillicothe, and we had the, our shared assistant was having lunch with us, and she's you know in her late thirties. And the mayor said so he was he was eighty something, and the mayor said something about a truck passed him like a train passing a tramp. And her eyes lit up, and I said, "Okay, uh, Heather." Uh, tramp is what we used to call homeless people, and uh, Chuck, uh, we don't use that word anymore because it doesn't <laughs> mean the same thing to younger people. But we don't we don't understand. Uh, too many people don't understand the stark difference. The idea that you could just be standing waiting for a subway in New York, and someone could just randomly, because they're having a bad moment, come up behind you and shove you onto the ra- uh, train tracks. Or you can just be walking down the streets of Seattle like I was, and this guy who was obviously obviously mentally disturbed, got in my face, screaming and hollering. And uh, I don't know how many hillbillies he's seen, but he decided that was a bad idea. And he moved on to somebody else. When I didn't react the way he wanted me to, he went to a guy walking down the street next to me and just punched him right in the face. Oh, my gosh. Just random. Sucker punched him. Wow. Like I said, it didn't work well with me, but, I mean, it happens to people. This 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 is the direct result of of our country's unwillingness or inability to deal with mental health. Now, I'm not suggesting that we spend all kinds of money on clinics and yada 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 and 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 social services. That may be part of the answer. I don't know, but it just wasn't that long ago that if you were unwilling or incapable to be a functioning part of society, we would institutionalize you and that's where you would stay. You want to act a fool, that's fine. Let me show you your new room. You know, and that was the mentality. Now, was that fair? I don't know. Did it did it violate liberties of individuals? Probably so. And that's that's a real issue. But on the other hand, You're not allowed to exercise your liberties badly to the point that you're affecting the rights of the citizens who live and work around you. And like I said, the homeless, the panhandlers, uh, so much alcohol and drug abuse is the result of self-medication of individuals who really ought to be under a doctor's care in, in so many instances. But not just that they got to pay for that somehow and so if they're not panhandling um they're breaking into people's cars they're breaking into people's houses they're mugging individuals crime is driven up by the tangential relationship with untreated uh, mental defect and disability 
And our system as it's established right now isn't set up to deal with it. Not to mention the children who are brought into the world who have to suffer with parents that have these issues, and it's then propagated through the various acts of abuse that they suffer and exposure to terrible things that occur to them in their lives, and then they grow up trying to self-medicate to overcome the horrors of their traumatic childhood. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm not saying we should reinstitute mental hospitals uh, at the state level and just simply lock people up and throw away the key. I'm not saying that, but we have to address the bigger issue problem of there are a lot of people who simply should not be allowed to continue to be a threat to themselves and to the society at large. People want to talk about the good old days. Let me tell you why they were good. We didn't tolerate that stupid stuff back then. <laughs> you know, it just it just wasn't something that was allowed to continue. Now, maybe the methodology that was utilized back then is not the right one, but something has to be in place. The the reason why you have a circuit breaker box in your house is that if an electrical charge comes through that is overwhelming and is a threat to burn the house down, that circuit breaker will 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 break and the electricity is stopped prior to getting into your home's wiring. We don't have a circuit breaker on a social scale that says when you're too far out of control, voluntarily or not, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. You you can't be trusted around other people. I don't know what it looks like, but nobody's talking about it. This guy's nuts, and nobody's really talking about that. We're going to come back for... Uh, uh, our final portion of the hour in discussion um, here right after this break here on KSGF. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating that we just round people up, you know. But used to, used to, they would, they would, they would just show up, and it'd be two guys in a panel van dressed in white, you know, and the 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 television uh, theme where they'd have a butterfly net and they just they'd come get you you know that that can't we can't do that and i'm not saying we should but something something has to trigger some mechanism by which a person who cannot, will not live their lives according to the standard mores of society to the point that they were they become a threat to the rest of society, they have to be dealt with on a more permanent basis. So you've got these situations. The guy that attacked Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor of New York, that guy was out the same day. They arrested him, got it on video of him trying to stab a gubernatorial candidate for the state of New York, and they arrested him. They take him down. There's no bail. There's no nothing. He's out the same day. Now, the the guy in Pelosi's case, now he's locked up. There's no bail. But that's the difference between attacking a Republican versus attacking a Democrat in those states. Um, but nobody's nobody's 
nobody's even talking about the the issues that are underlying that are causing the real problems. And it's not just in those cases, it's in everyday life. Listen, Springfield is not what it was when I was a kid here, you know? We didn't live in 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 town proper. The city limits were just north of us. Where I lived was where the medical mile is now, essentially. And, you know, it was wide open fields. We used to rabbit hunt out there, and the city limits were just north of us. But um, it's not the same city. You go downtown, go on the square. You know, don't go alone. <laughs> don't go after dark. But go go down there and just take a look. The, the number of individuals who have just simply checked out of societal membership and instead have adopted a parasitic lifestyle so that they, they're not interested in contribution, they're not interested in making things better, they're not interested in making themselves better. They're just interested in trying to get whatever scraps, whatever blood-sucking opportunity they can get, and and some of it, I guess it's just, I don't know, laziness. Maybe they don't know any better. But some of it is mental health issues that are completely undiagnosed, under-addressed, uh, or maybe not addressed at all. And we just let it continue to go on and on and on. And then, like I said, there are children that are brought into the mix, and then they have to suffer from the fact that they've got a or both parents that are, you know, just not fit uh to protect them and their siblings and yet it just continues because we don't i guess i guess it's out of sight out of mind for most of us but for a lot of uh politicians it's they're scared to really address the issue because we don't want to seem insensitive and we don't want to seem like we're not we're not concerned about people um but you know, here here in here in Green County, and it wasn't that long ago, uh, Division of Family Services. I know for a fact used to practice uh, what they called counseling by greyhound. If you acted a fool long enough, and if you just would not stop being dumb, uh, they'd tell you, "Hey, listen, it's really nice in California or Florida. We'll buy you a one-way ticket on greyhound, and you can go wherever you want to go, and uh, you know, ship them out." Because there were no other options. They didn't commit crimes severe enough to be locked away in prison, nor should they be. But by the same token, they shouldn't be out and about, uh, out and about amongst the people. They just should not have the wherewithal to harm others because of their particular brand of mental disease or defect. I I think that a lot of our societal ills can be traced back to this one issue that has not been addressed. And for 40 years, in 1955, we had over a half a million people in this country. And remember, our population was much lower overall. So it was a pretty big percentage of the population, half a million people who were locked away in mental institutions across the United States. Now, I don't want to round up people and lock them up. I don't I don't want to do that. But something has to be in place. We need that societal circuit breaker so that when someone just gets completely out of control where they could harm themselves or others, you just you can't you can't live here, Scooter. I mean, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. Now, what's what's the magic solution? I don't know. I don't know that there is one. 
But to pretend like it's not a problem and then whine about the symptoms when they arise, to me seems at best ignorant. If you could just take the individuals who suffer from mental disease and defect and are a threat to themselves and others. I'm not talking about people who suffer from depression or whatever, but they have no threat to themselves or others. I'm talking about people who are a threat. If you just took them off the streets in some way, by some mechanism, how much better would society be? For, for society and for the individuals. So that they're not out there lift, living in the in the trash and suffering at the hands of other criminals. There's got to be a way. I don't know. But nobody's talking about it. Except us. All right, we've got to take one more quick break here on KSGF uh, 104.1. This is Darren Chappell filling in for Nick Reed. Okay, well, at any rate, we covered talked about that underlying issues of mental health and i know there are some people that are like this guy's so insensitive and uh, okay uh, i'll suffer that uh, maybe i am i don't intend to be i'm not trying to be i just know there's a problem and i know we're not talking about it and i know we don't want to do what has worked in the past because we find it to be unacceptable fine let's find another solution but something has to give Something has to happen because our society continues to degrade. If you've never been to Seattle and you ever get the chance, don't go. But if you have to go, like I did a couple of years ago, you just see the trash, the used needles, the human waste, and the the people just slopping around in that mess, and nobody does anything about it. You want to talk about insensitive now, to me, that is, you're leaving people to live in the mess of their lives that they've created intentionally or otherwise. Yeah, I get it. Liberty. I'm all about liberty. But when your consequences slop over onto my right to live peacefully, now nah, we got a problem. Now there's an issue. All right, enough of that. Uh, we are one week away from the 2022 midterm elections. And I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to get out and vote, to get your people to get out and vote. Take them to the polls if you have to. Missouri writ large has a very good secretary of state and system of election Frankly, I'm not concerned uh, very much about election fraud. It does happen. It does happen in St. Louis. We've had examples of this in the past. Um, And I'm not talking about 2020 necessarily. I'm just saying in the past it has happened. Um, But I think we have good protections. This election is the first one where you have to show some form of ID in order to cast your ballot, which is good. Uh, The legislature took care of that. Uh, But... And Green County is even is even better. I I've known Shane Schuller for twenty years, and Shane, <clears throat> or the better part of twenty years anyway. Shane is a good man. He's honest. He's sincere. He's hardworking. He's done a fantastic job as our county clerk, and I have every confidence in his capacity to have secure 
fair elections. So don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But nationally, if all the common sense conservatives, Republicans, libertarians, all of us just show up and vote, they can't cheat bad enough for us to lose. So, so it does. Do I believe there's election fraud that goes on? Absolutely. Every time there's an election, somebody's cheating. But if the people would just show up, they can't cheat bad enough to steal it from us. The problem is we've got too many people who just can't be bothered to vote. And frankly, you've got no right to talk about what you do and do not like in government if you don't even show up to vote. We've got many candidates. Some of us are unopposed in on, on, on next Tuesday. Myself, uh, Bishop Davidson, Bill Owen, we're all, we're all unopposed, so we'll be sworn in January 4th. Some of us are, are opposed, but we don't have opposition that's as, as difficult as others. Um, I feel fairly confident Alex Riley is going to win the 134th. Alex is a fantastic state rep, and if you live in the 134th, I want to encourage you to go vote for him. However, there are others that still struggle. We have 50-50 districts that are 50% Republican, 50% Democrat, and those candidates have a challenge that is going to be decided on November the 8th, and you have to get out and vote for those individuals. I want to encourage you to vote for Melanie Stennett. I want to encourage you to vote for Craig Fishel, for A.J. Exner, uh, Stephanus Freeman. I want to encourage you to, to send a message to the Democrat Party here in the state of Missouri that we are not going to tolerate going backwards from what we've been able to build up. And and bless his heart, Joe Biden is the gift that keeps on giving. And, and, and we need to make sure that these individuals that support the Biden agenda and promote those failed policies, that they reap the ramifications here at the ballot box that they should. We absolutely have to show up and vote. We absolutely have to have our voices heard. And if we do, all across the nation, they can't steal it from us. Get out and vote. Appreciate your time. This is Darren Chappell filling in for Nick Reed. Glenn Beck is next.